The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent, is with us for our weekly money spot. We've lots to talk about, including are a lot of people chancing their arm, do you think, when they make a valuation on their house for local property tax reasons? You would wonder, Matt, I looked at some of the figures. There's new figures up on the revenue website there, January figures, showing that 360,000 homeowners put in a valuation which was less than what revenue valued it at. Now, re- revenue went to a lot of trouble to kind of put a mathematical kind of algorithm together to value houses, to use stamp duty returns, central statistics office figures, daft.ie, other data. And, and 360,000 people put in valuations which are less than revenue estimated. And, you know, when you look at the actual valuations that were put in, something like 550,000 homes in this country for property tax purposes have been valued at less than 200,000 euros. How so, many? 550,000. So more than half a million homes are worth less than 200,000 euros. I wonder if you went to those people and offered them 200 grand for their house, would they accept it? Good luck with that, Matt. You know, as many and many first-time buyers, buyer has been on to me and said, where are they getting these 200,000 euro houses? They're not out there to buy. So it raises some suspicions that maybe people are gaming the system here. You know, they're kind of trying it on a bit because they don't like this tax. We know people don't like the tax. It's, it's, it's a fact. It's, it's been shown in surveys. But people think it's unfair. They think it should be abolished. But it's so self-assessed, Charlie. It's so self-assessed, would you, Matt. Would you actually give a higher valuation on your house than it's really worth? No, not a higher one. Is there, but, and, and, and you know what, Matt? I wouldn't go for a lower one either. I stuck with the revenue estimate because I thought it was reasonable. Now, it's easy for me, I, I, you know, uh, r- remember, I didn't have to pay the property tax for a while. I had a pyrite house. Of course. But, but it came back then with the revaluation and I had to pay it. And I stuck with their, with their valuation. It was easy enough for them to put a valuation on. I live in an estate of 300 houses. You know, houses are, are changing hands. They're all roughly similar. They're Although, changing hands. What when you start doing things like putting extensions on houses or maybe if you upgrade the house for environmental reasons, would that not then make the house perhaps be out of kilter with others? And that's revenue are quite happy with that. They're saying, look, only you are going to really know the factors that impact the value of your house. You know, your, your house might be on a larger patch of land. It might have an extension. You're right, Matt. You might have a shomer outside. You might have extensive sheds and whatever. Uh, or else your house could be the opposite. It could need an awful lot of work. You know, you might have to replace the plumbing system or the roof might need a massive job. So only you will know. So, you know, uh, so they're trusting you. There's a lot of trust here. As you say, it's a self-assessed tax. And there's it's, about it's 20 bands, aren't there? There's 20 bands. So you put it into a valuation band. And if you're one of those who reckon your house is worth under €200,000, you only have to pay €90, Euros, you know. And then the next band up, then it's €200,000 to 262500 That's 225 a year. So look at large chunks of houses. OK, this listener after sending me in a picture of a very nice looking house in Sligo, which says, first house I've found. You obviously don't know house prices in Sligo. Another listener wants to know how many houses there are in Roscommon. The rural Ireland, there might be quite there a lot no, there of houses. Will be, and, and, and you don't even either. have to go to the West Coast, Sligo or, or somewhere like that, Roscommon. In the Midlands, often in the Midlands, some of the cheapest houses come up in the CSO stats. Yes, there are loads of houses out there that are not, not, not worth huge amounts. I mean, the urban areas would have the expensive houses, the Dublin areas, the East Coast. But it's a question of, is there, is there let's put it another way, is there 900,000 houses out there, more than half, 
worth less than 262,500, you know, because that's the number of houses that have been put in at either the 200,000 band or the 262,500 band. The listener here says last year houses around Cavan Town were about 175,000 for a three bed. Now they're over 250,000 since the Ukraine crisis for a three bedroom uh, with garden front and back. New building around Cavan Town circa 330,000 in 2023. Yeah, our new buildings are expensive, obviously, as well. But, you know, th- th- that's the thing, Matt. We have had years and, you know, something like a more than a decade of rapid house price appreciation. Uh, now, allowance was made for that with these t- changes in the tax. The, the, the rate of the tax was lowered and more bans were put in, which meant we didn't have to pay a whole lot of huge amounts extra. Uh, but, you know, revenue, I asked him about this. Are you not suspicious that an awful lot of houses being put in here at, at low valuations? As I say, 900,000 houses apparently are worth less than 262,500. And they say, look, they're happy enough that, you know, that they, they got the tax in that, uh, and uh, people are messing with them. They'll get on to them and ask them, you know, how do you justify that valuation? Let's move on. What do you make of Revolut uh, now having Irish I-bands? I think it's a game changer for Revolut. It really makes a difference here. At the moment, Revolut is operating with a Lithuanian I-band and it's often rejected, even though it's not supposed to be rejected under the single uh, euro payments area uh, directive, SIPO it's called. You're supposed to be able to make payments across the, the, uh, the European the euro area, certainly, and other countries are in that, like um, uh for example, Iceland. But anyway, that, that if, if you want to get your salary paid into your revenue account or, or, or set up a direct debit with, a, with a, uh, an insurance provider, sometimes that, that Lithuanian IBAN, the identification number for your bank, is rejected. So IBAN discrimination has been called. It's called IBAN discrimination. Central Bank's been given out about it for ages, but they haven't really, we haven't seen anybody clamped down on over it. We haven't seen anybody taking, any company taking to task. So th- you will now get an Irish IBAN, so there should be no problems. And nearly 2 million people have a Revolut account, which will make it much easier for people to use it as a full-service current account. Now, you won't get a credit card. Uh, they don't do mortgages, they don't have branches, uh, and you can't operate with cash, but an awful lot of people are very fond of Revolut. Personally, I have a love-hate relationship with it. It's just Why? far too easy for the kids to get on to me and say, Dad, rev me, rev me a tenner there, will you? you know? And it's instantaneous. It's one far easier. I'm, I'm not on Revolut. Well, stay off it, Matt. I mean, one, one of mine is, has the same bank account as me, AIB, but it takes days sometimes to make payments on that, even though they are speeding that up. And the banks here have been talking for ages about bringing out their own fast payment system. You pay, they're going to call it. There's still no sign of it. So Revolut is cleaning up and this will make it even more, uh, much more advantageous to have a Revolut account. Okay. And then something else that I want to ask you about. The Governor of the Central Bank was today in front of an Eructus committee and he wants crypto advertising targeted at young people to be banned. He dislikes crypto big time. And, you know, he reckons it's a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and, you know, a lot of young people in particular, he thinks, are getting caught by this. I mean, as we know, the value of cryptocurrencies have just collapsed, Matt. And he reckons there's a lot of advertising aimed at young people, in particular young people, and he's uncomfortable with that. And he wants some kind of ban on that. Uh, you know, he, he just doesn't like those assets at all. He's warned that there's no regulatory protections. If something goes wrong, you've no fallback here if, if, if the value collapses. And he thinks an awful lot of people got into it who shouldn't got into it's it. It's like gambling, isn't it? Well, it is, you know, and he has been warning consistently about crypto. He says, he, you know, he would don't put money into something where, you know, you, you, you've no comeback. And, uh, 
you know, don't put anything more than you can than you than you can cope with the loss of. You know, but uh, he's really, really not happy about crypto uh, and and thinks it's it it should be regulated and the advertising should be restricted. Okay, we leave it there. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you for joining us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today, F-